STC pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. Well, here I am, live on camera, watching my co-host Joe fold clothes. This is a new one, brand new. <laughs> Multitasking, dude. I thought I'd have a few more minutes. Come on, man. I'm good to go. Let's do this. You you could have had a whole half hour. Yeah. To, well, to be honest, I fell asleep on the couch watching some baseball. Oh, and then the rain delay. Yeah. Yeah. They're losing anyways, though, aren't they? Yeah, this game's gone, man. Yeah. But uh, we can't talk baseball because Bill goes crazy. <laughs> no, I'll just tune out for a little while. That's okay. No, what'd you tell me about tuning out before? People like to, <laughs> some people find it interesting, so you got to be uh, involved. Hey, right. I get to tune out every now and again. You do all the time. Come on. What are you folding? You got your whites going on there? No, it's all my darkies, man. My underwear and stuff. Yeah. You got to keep it. Underwear has to be dark. No white oh, yes. oh. <laughs> Made that mistake when I was a little kid. <laughs> you have to clean them out in the toilet water. Too many, uh, <laughs> too many accusations from my parents. Why is your underwear uh, got these black marks on it? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Start buying me black. Black marks. Wow. Yeah, when you're a little kid, you're retarded. You don't know what to do. <laughs> well, let's say hello to our uh, extremely special guest this week, uh, yes. none other than Nintendo Hodge, Chris Hodgson. How is it going, sir? Hey, it's going very well. Thank you very much. I'm uh, glad to be here. I, I said to you uh, when you asked me to be on, I said I was kind of excited when you did. I've been waiting for uh, for you guys to ask me to come be on. I know you've been busy with uh, lots of other stuff and haven't had the opportunity yet. So I never um, heard any... Uh... I never heard you ask us for any uh, requests to come on before. Well, I didn't ask you. I was waiting for you guys to ask me. Oh, no, man. You're a busy guy. You're the busiest guy in Barrie. Actually, this week's been nuts. been very busy between busy time at work and, and finalizing the stuff for the BGE. It's been nuts. Well, immediately, I want to say, uh, I want to apologize to our guest because we had things all set up uh, to record at a certain time. And uh, then my partner, Joe for some reason, requested we all change our plans and record earlier. So I just want to say sorry, Haji, to make you move your time. Yeah, I was doing a whole whack load of running around here trying to uh, play catch-up once I heard that, um, getting the kids into bed. And I, I know we have to do the uh, old give them the warning or else uh, it's a little harder to put them to bed. So, uh, yeah. And then to boot, uh, my uh, dryer quit working on me. So we're dealing with our laundry as well. No, I apologize for making it to up your uh, showtime here. <laughs> but we normally record around this time, Bill. Mm. Give or take half an hour. Well, we know I you're know pretty you, busy, so we all got to well, accommodate. I'm sure you were busy sitting on your butt watching TV. Like, what? what is the plans tonight that you had to uh, make us go so early? Are you, like, opening a nightclub or something, or...? No, just uh, mismanaged my time, and it's one of those things where 
I got some other stuff I need to do. Some other stuff. Unfortunately. And I'm giving up my TNV record as well. <laughs> oh, How really? about that? Yeah, I don't believe it. Respect. Got Don't other stuff to do after 9.30 at night. Anyway, we got Haji here. Let's, let's talk to Haji. We don't need to worry about me. <laughs> yeah, looking, really looking forward to uh, this Sunday's event. Good. I'm glad. Um, and I'm looking, looking forward to my uh, – you're doing a little gift bag for me and Bill, right? A gift bag? Really? You're not, you're not having your uh, $1 bin? I'd, I'm not going to have a dollar bin. I heard rumors there might be a 25-cent bin there, though. Oh, okay. So we got 25 cent bin, maybe a dollar bin. I thought we'd get like those little birthday uh, gift bags, you know, for the party. <laughs> Toss in uh, what a Nintendo game in there, maybe yeah, a whatever, PlayStation yeah. One game, whatever. Some, some stickers, <laughs> a couple of Final Fantasy sevens or something. Oh, like there that. you go. Maybe maybe an Earthbound. Something cheap. <laughs> Man, that was such a great Joe deflection. I just got to congratulate you on that, Joe. You completely got the conversation away from you. You are a expert at that man brilliant speaking of uh, having to adjust your time how's your family deal with um all the work that you have to do for the show like are they is your wife involved with it as well oh yeah between uh, her uh and then my co-organizer and then my co-organizer's wife so this is the four of us um she does all the um like the print work for me and like she did the design for our logo and all that stuff mm. Um, and I luck out at my job. I get some, uh, some spare time at my own job that I can kind of sneak some stuff in here and there. Yeah. We wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> well, so the big, you're the, who, do you want to give props to your, uh, to your co-managers of this event? Want to name names or? Well, it's my wife, uh, my wife, Paula, and then my co-organizers, Darby. And then his wife, Melissa. So it's the, the four of us that uh, basically do everything. And then we have some other people that help out, more family and stuff like that, a couple friends of ours. Uh, my friend Wilson, who's been in a couple of my videos, he's uh, he helps out as well, which is nice. So, How did this whole thing uh, come to be? How did you? Where did you get the balls to say, I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to rent a hall, I'm going to fill it up with tables, I'm going to get people to show up? Um, yeah, so we did Waterloo. And uh, I really liked going to Waterloo. I, I was there for their last, like, three locations, so up until where they are now. And uh, I said, you know what? We need this in our area because I'm driving, like, three hours to go to Waterloo to these events. There's nothing in our area. I didn't even think there was anything in Toronto that's similar to it. So I just asked my buddy, hey, do you want to try to do this? And he was, like, on board. Uh, we found a hall that was a reasonable price. And, and I said to him, like, if we sell 20 tables, let's do it and just build from there. And uh, our first event, we actually did like 47 tables. I was blown away by the support and the people all around us that wanted this in our area. Hmm. How did you get the word out early on? Uh, word of mouth, talking to um, other people that I knew did it. Uh, like traveled the circuit, I should say. So did the wa their Waterloo show, the Cambridge show. So I kind of touched base with a bunch of them and, and tried to draw them to come to our show. Um, the the first show that was the kind of the the luck, right? Like like I said, I thought 20 tables and we'll do it because that would have covered our costs and everything. Um, maybe take a little bit of a hit. But uh, Kijiji was a big help. Lots of advertising on Kijiji and you just get lucky. The 
that you uh, get in touch with uh, somebody that has a lot of games that's a collector that wants a table to sell some stuff or try to find some stuff. But, uh, yeah, word of mouth for sure. Well, you're definitely, I'd say, peaking at your current location. Uh, unfortunately, though, things are going to change for you. Yes. Yeah, so they're, uh, they're selling it. Uh, I guess the last thing you can rent is December, so I think it's starting in the new year. It's being converted into a church. So uh, we're not going to be able to have our event there anymore, so uh, we're doing a lot of work. Well, not so much right now, but once the show's over, it'll be headfirst into find the new location. We've got a couple ideas uh, out there for what we want, or where we want, I should say, but we just have to explore whether we're going to have the room because we're going to need to go bigger than what we are now for sure. Now, I heard word when I've never been to the uh, Waterloo one, but uh, earlier on, I heard word that it was good when it was a smaller event, and now that it's expanded so much, uh, a lot of people aren't liking it as much. Are you worried that the same thing's going to happen to your event, or do you want to try and purposely keep it smaller yourself? Um, I don't think I'm worried right now. I mean, the Waterloo event, I still think, is is a good event. Um they, they get a lot of the same vendors, and I mean, we do too, but our vendors for this event, I wouldn't say it's half, but I would say maybe 30 to 40% are all brand new vendors that we pull. And our location, we're more centralized, hence Central Ontario, and we can pull from all around us 360, where the people that are over in, say, Peterborough Way don't want to drive all the way to Waterloo for that show. So I think that helps us there. Um, I mean, we've got 125 tables for this show. I've turned away probably about five or six tables right now. Normally you get a little surge at the end of the week of people wanting tables. So I've turned away about six so far. Um, and we didn't go out and push it as much to try to draw other people to come and, and maybe go visit some other stores that existed or, um, contact some more people and, and we didn't push it as much and I think if we did we could probably get up to the 150 table mark 160 table I don't think that's too big I don't think we're overgrown there yet but I don't know well, definitely I think the key to the success is you keep the rate for the table so low so anyone can jump on yeah, our price is the best price around for tables for sure. Um, we'll have to take that in consideration when we move because a new venue, bigger venue, is probably going to be a little bit more of a cost. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a price increase. But, I mean, we just do this because I'm, I'm like, in the community. I want this, right? I collect. Um, I want to be able to hang out with all these people. I mean, I've met so many new friends and, and YouTube people and just everybody that travels the circuits. Like, I'm friends with so many people now on this level because of doing these events. It's just a nice social thing to have to bring everybody together. I mean, we're going to have so many of the Cartridge Club people there and things like that. It's going to be awesome just as an event. Do you want to uh, trash talk the other events while no. we're here? No, I can't, I can't do that. You know what? <laughs> I can't, I'm, as a kid, I don't like conflict, right? I, I don't want to fight. I don't want to cause any ruckuses. I'm, I'm the nice guy. Everybody likes me. I, I don't have people that don't like me, at least as far as I know. Maybe I do. Maybe there's people out there that hate me and who knows. But, uh, yeah, I mean, all the other events, the, uh, the Waterloo show, great show. Cambridge show is an awesome show. There was the one in Durham that uh, Justin put on. That was a good show there. And uh, they're, 
the Toronto show, I don't think I've been to the one in Toronto that they've thrown. Um, it's just been conflicting with other stuff that I've had going on at the time. So, no, I don't want to trash talk anybody. Maybe next year when I'm bigger yet. We'll see. We can still trash talk them. So. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the Waterloo thing that stuck out to me, which you probably know, was the VIP thing seemed to be a fiasco. Seem to be a million people in the VIP, which that's not going to be a problem at the Berry Game Exchange. Yeah, we're uh, we're capped at sixty, and uh, I think we uh, we got about six left now, and uh, no more than that. That that is the one thing, and I would agree with you. Even when I was before I vended at uh, Waterloo, and when I attended, and I got VIP tickets, you only feel like you got about maybe a ten or fifteen minute head start on everybody. Where we're a half hour for sure, right on the dot, eleven thirty full half hour before we let anybody else in and we cap it at 60, make it that true VIP where, uh, yeah. However, I, what I want to commend them upon, I don't know if they did that earlier in the year, but I know last year they had asked before the doors open that the vendors not mingle and pick each other's tables before the public had a chance at it. I really like that idea. Yeah. They, uh, they asked that at, uh, I think the previous two events for sure, for sure. The one two ago, cause I've ended their last two events and uh, I kind of liked that they ask it, but you know what? You can't control it. Even if we were to ask it, which we don't, um, you can't be walking around and stopping people from making deals and stuff. I know there are some vendors that would keep their stuff covered up or just not sell to anybody right away. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you can't police it. It's too hard to police something like that. And you're going to see it everywhere. Um, it is a good idea and I agree with it. And, uh, I, I myself as a vendor, if somebody was interested in something, I would sell it to them, but I'm not dropping any prices. Not right away. I'm going to wait until the general public comes in and get them the shot at it. Sounds good. I think you could police it. We're a big, uh, super soaker with the backpack walking <laughs> through the aisles, shooting people, put a little hot sauce in there. Yeah. A little hot sauce. So uh, this episode will come out on Friday. That means a couple more days before the big show. Uh, if anyone doesn't know about it, I don't know how you don't. Barry Game Exchange happening at the Army Navy Club in Barry on Sunday. What time does it start? Uh, VIPs are eleven thirty. General public's twelve o'clock or noon. Any thoughts to uh, maybe starting the show maybe an hour earlier? come next year or anything like that. I, I heard you bring that up. Like your, your shows that you normally attend, you say at like nine o'clock in the morning, eh? Yeah. Nine or 10. Yeah. That's too early. Is it, Is it just because we're gamers and we like to sleep, uh, stay up late. Well, that and kids. And I mean, I, I'm not getting my kids up and dragging them somewhere at eight o'clock in the morning. If I don't have to, <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess they kind of set the consensus of starting them at noon. I know there was one, I believe, and it may have been the Toronto show. I think it started at 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, I don't know if we'll start earlier. I do like our time, four hours. I know Waterloo is five, and uh, that last hour just seems like it's a little much. I don't think it's needed. So I like sticking with our four-hour time frame, so I don't know. And we're doing the – or you're doing the barbecue this year as well, or – Yes, there will be barbecue, nice. there'll be food on site, uh, hamburgers, and then pop and water and stuff like that. So we'll have that all there on site this year. It's a little hard to do that in the wintertime. Well, what the hell am I going to barbecue then? You're, taking, <laughs> uh, you're beating me to the burgers. Well, no, we, we got burgers, and you're going to have the filet mignon and the lobster tail. 
Lobster tails. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, P1 is coming from Nova Scotia. Surely he has a suitcase full of lobsters. If not, he can mail that out before he leaves. <laughs> Just express post it. Well, uh, Haji, you, you're doing so well with this show. Have you thought about, uh, you know, taking on other genres and having trade shows, being the real promoter? Uh, I don't know. My my main interest is video games. Um I don't know if there would be anything else I would really want to take on. I mean, I know you don't really have to be a fan of something to uh, to run it and try to do it, and I'm kind of happy with doing this. I mean, it takes up a decent amount of my time trying to do two shows at one time anyways. So uh, probably just stick with the video games, I think. I don't know if we would expand them to other things either. I think we would just stick with games. Well, if you're promoting a couple other shows, like a record show and a comic book show, something like that, is it something you could quit your job and do full-time? You'd probably have to have a show a month if you wanted to do that, I would think. You'd have to be busy. You would have to be busy. Unless these were, like, big, big shows. Down in the big city, not in our kind of region. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, Maybe in Toronto you could do that, but not where we are. And, and and the other thing is, I don't know enough about that stuff. I don't know records. I don't know comics. So, I mean, I'd have to do a lot of uh, research and and uh, or bring somebody on that knows that stuff to help out because I couldn't tell you what something was worth there and what to charge and all that other stuff. I'm sure it's very similar, but market fluctuates a lot. Yeah, we do have a record show that comes through here uh, maybe once or twice a year, but it, it's pretty small. Uh, I know it's been in the same location as your uh, Barry Game Exchange, and I don't know, it just doesn't seem, doesn't have the right advertising. I only find out about it, it seems, the day before it happens, and I'm always working, so I can't ever go, but uh, it just doesn't seem to have, uh, like, the jazz that you put on for your Barry Game Exchange. I think you could take that over, no problem. <laughs> well, maybe you'll have to give me a hand if you want to do that. Get into records, eh? I got I got a stack of LPs that we inherited from somebody, but they're uh, a bunch of kids' ones. I know we had a Wizard of Oz, I think, was in there, and some Muppets. Nothing worthwhile. Cool. So that's what we're doing on Sunday. Joe, you're coming up for it? I'll be up there for it, yep. Not for the barbecue part, though. Oh, no way. No. The wife is, uh, she's off huh. all this week. And has plans for us. Uh, that being her last day off, she wants me to do some things in the afternoon with her and the kids. So, oh yeah, hmm. it's all right. No, Bill that makes sense. Uh, Bill my, you dick. <laughs> what, Mike? Listen, man, your kids are old. They don't care if you're around or not. What are you talking about? You only work two days this week. You're seeing them for the other five days this week. Yeah. So I'm well, not... It's uh, just a vacation week for us, man. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't get the days off of work, so... Yeah, but you're only working two days. Yeah. To go I'll back to my prior days. point. It's just two days. And then another day off is all of Sunday. Hey, man, I love my family. What can I say, Bill? Okay. It's all right. You'll be busy entertaining everybody else. You don't need me up there. You can be the king of the show. You can have everybody talking to you. Start. Well, I'm down. sure. I'm sure all of our listeners are very shocked by this announcement. 
<laughs> Maybe I'm sure they were year. hoping for a better excuse. Well, it's a legitimate excuse. Next year, uh, I'll be there. Um, I think that's what you said about the last... I'm not doing a barbecue next year. <laughs> There's Bill's excuse. Anyway, who cares? Wow. wow. She has things picked out for us to do in the very late afternoon. <sighs> hmm. Interesting. Kaji, what are you laughing at? Uh, nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> Haji, are you coming uh, to the Bill BQ afterwards? Yeah, actually, uh, I wanted to confirm that that was going on, and yeah, I'm definitely um, going to put some tables away and stack some stuff up, but I definitely want to come over and swing by and see everybody, even if it's just for uh, for half hour or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Look at this. The guy who organized the whole thing has so much on his plate. All these plates spinning at once can still find time to stop by at the barbecue. Pretty good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what room are you in there, Haji? Is that your game room, or is that uh... no? This is well, kind of. This is where the game stuff has kind of exploded over to. Uh oh. It's a spare bedroom in downstairs, so my games room is in the basement, and this is the spare room. So when we have guests, they got to stay in here with all my other game stuff that can't. You fit got in the, the is the whole basement just for you and your stuff, or is it? Uh... Well, no, we kind of got a back. Well, yeah, we have kids area where they have some of their stuff, but for the most part, like it's not too much stuff. It's you can come down, you can watch TV, you can entertain people, plus have the games in the room. So it's not that bad. I haven't done a uh, video yet. I gotta get on that. I've been saying that for like a year now, doing a game room tour video. Are you, are you happy with everything you have in your collection, or the fact that it's starting to spill out into this other room? Is it time uh, to maybe start trimming down a little bit? You think? Or um, I've I've got a stack of stuff that I pulled out that I'm gonna bring with me on Sunday. Not much, but just games that I went. You know what? Probably never ever going to play these again. They're not like top-notch games or anything. So, I mean, again, it was about, I don't know, maybe 10 Nintendo games I pulled out from the stack that I'm going to bring just cheap $5 games. Um, but no, uh, I don't think so. Not yet. We'll see. Maybe uh, maybe in another year I'll be singing a different tune. That was another classic Joe deflection. Haji, you felt for it again. I you went for right it. down the road with him. What kind right. of? Uh, no, I'm just curious about his collection. <laughs> what what budget do you allocate yourself like a monthly budget to buying or? Just... I, I tried at the beginning of the year, and uh, it just doesn't work, especially when uh, when things were still somewhat hot, and you could find deals on Kijiji or on Facebook groups where you would buy the lot to try to keep some stuff out of it and flip it. And uh, I was keeping track, and then I stopped because <laughs> I don't want to know how much I spent. Uh, Haji, you mentioned you've been uh, you've been on the Kijiji, uh, specifically the Berry Kijiji. Uh, a lot of Ben Hodge going on. <laughs> Just the once. The only time I've been oh, the only on. time you've been Hodged was that once, <laughs> and that, that was the GameCube stuff that. Uh, I I don't even. She was trying to c compete us against each other for that lot. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't think I picked up anything that you're going after. There's not much out there to get right now. Nope. Did you uh, participate in that online auction at all? 
Uh, I saw it. Uh, I wanted to participate in it. And then uh, it was on the, it ended on the Monday, I think it was. And I was checking out some of the prices and the stuff that I was interested in was way out of what I was willing to pay for it. So uh, I didn't bother. But I did see it when it got posted. I was interested in it. Yeah, some stuff really spiked and other stuff kind of just slipped by. So it was kind of cool. They're doing it again if you want to check it out. I don't want to give too much specifics away about it. but Okay, I'll have to check that out. Now, that's the uh, – I have a feeling that they contacted me, and I haven't had a chance to contact them back yet, though. I don't know if they wanted to come to our event to advertise or something, but um, it's like barn auctions or something, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so I wonder – I should probably contact them then and see what they're, uh, they want to know. They probably have – like, they, uh, there was a lot of stuff that didn't sell. But, uh, again, they – they keep redoing this auction every couple of months or something. So I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted I know to a lot of the, uh, Yeah, a lot of their Atari stuff never sold. I mean, they had tons and tons of individual cartridges. It's, and, uh, you know, no one's going to put $3 on all these Atari cartridges. It's a, it's a niche market, that's for sure. They need to kind of bundle that stuff up and hope to get the right person. Yeah, when I went and picked my stuff up the next day, I was hoping, you know, maybe uh, I could ask them about that Atari stuff. And they're like, oh, we don't know what to do with it. And I'm like, well, I'll take the box for, you know, five bucks or something. But they're like, no, we're just doing another auction later. (laughs) They'll just keep trying and trying and trying. Are you looking for anything at the show uh, specifically for yourself? Um, I don't know. I mean, I got my wants list. I always keep that on me. I've been really focusing on GameCube stuff and uh, Wii stuff recently. So I, I think I got about, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 games between those two systems yeah. that I like to pick up. Any reason for the specific uh, focus on that? Uh, I think those are the games that are really going to spike in value soon. Um, so I want to try to get them while they're cheap. <laughs> I was just going to say, I've kind of come to the... To the uh, Determination that Nintendo's kind of my uh, wheelhouse. And so from NES all the way up, that's my preference to collect. I do collect other systems, but Nintendo's definitely my favorite. Are you trying for a complete collection, or is that... No, that's not That's not in the cards. Um, there's too much shovelware, even on the original Nintendo, to make that feasible. I mean, the cost is just ridiculous, but... I, I When I started collecting, it was to collect for nostalgia, so the games I had when I was a kid that I wanted to play, and I think that's everybody's story. That's They, they yeah. get a couple games, and oh, I remember playing these. And then I would go to my list of, uh, okay, what are the good games that I never played as a kid that I should try to own that I can afford, and then just recommendations from other people, and that's how my collection's grown and how I accumulate. Yeah, we can't all have Kevin it. money. <laughs> <laughs> I see on the Twitter you've been hitting up that uh, Power Up Gaming, my little local uh, retro game store down the street. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, how are you working that system in there? Because uh, well, I see you getting some deals. Well, I wouldn't say deals. Um, <laughs> from what I've been told, if you trade in and good quality stuff, that's stuff that they know that they can sell or that's worth a, a decent amount, they'll let you uh, pick your stickered items. So I got mm. lucky with that, and that's how I ended up picking up that Mega Man 5. So they liked what you had coming in. Yeah. 
I mean, I've traded then, in shovelware before, and they're not going to let you do that then, right? But if you'd have brought if you'd have brought in the goods, but didn't they didn't have what you wanted at that time, so you left it in their bank. The next time, they they wouldn't let you uh, pick the sticker item, maybe. What know. do you think of that system? Do you, I, you know, I I can see why they do me. it. I I can see why they do it. I can see it irking you too, but I can see why they do it. I mean. If you're going to bring in, let's say, 20 Wii games that are crap, they're bringing in Baby's Mama and Disney whatever, and yeah, they might value them at $80 trade credit, but they don't want you trading that towards one $80 game because they're not going to make their $80 back off that, right? Well, they're they're holding all the cards for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... From from what I've been told, there's a note in my file that uh, they know that the stuff that I traded in was uh, good value stuff. So if something shows up in the sticker cabinet, I might be able to get that. Oh boy, Jesus we'll see. Hot, we'll charm. see. Man, I gotta go in with you. I'm gonna go in with you, and hopefully that uh, Haji charm. I get some of the shrapnel that uh, <laughs> used. To you have to let me know if there's something there you want. I still got some uh, some trade credits sitting there waiting. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, I still have some uh, trade there too, but I don't know. They're I love them to death. There, they're the, the nicest people uh, to deal with. But some of their prices are just so hard for me to get into. And their their product is top quality. I'll give them that. But oh, and yeah, they clean everything. They make sure it works. It's it's top quality for sure. And it's a nice clean store. Like you go into some of those other, uh, they might not be true video game stores, but stores that have video games in our area, and they're uh, they're nothing like that. Like they can't even hold a candle to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, back to uh, Joe not making it to the uh, barbecue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've heard some other news. Uh, get this one. I've heard some other people are saying they can't make it to any kind of after uh, business, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say it. It's the two dorks, uh, Derek and Tony, might not may, be able to make it to the barbecue. And get this, Tony says it's because some wrestling crap is on that night, and he has to be back home to watch the wrestling. Ah, they're going to watch, uh, is it SummerSlam, I think? Wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> they got a PVR, they just PVR it. Watch, that watch hurts it. hurts me more than anything. <laughs> Wrestling? Uh, for them, it's not as, I mean, yeah, they're using that as an excuse, but they do have a far drive to go back home. I'll give them that. And so do I. True. I got to drive an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I drive that every day to work. Jesus. Yeah, but you don't choose the one out there. Don't be I, chiming in. Anyway, don't bust on those guys. I knew I liked them for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be watching that too that night. Oh, no, you can't because your wife has made special plans for yeah, you and the kids I, to do things very special together at that moment. Like you're going to hold hands around a candle and sing Kumbaya. Kumbaya. <laughs> This is after she goes to bed, dude. <laughs> anyway, I'd probably eat you at a house at home, so you should be happy I'm not showing up. That's true, and clog my plumbing. Can I show up? Are we going to your place first before we head over? I who knows what you're doing, man? 
I don't know. I'm showing Is up to Kevin's and going to Kevin's first, picking up Dean, and then we're all uh, taking two cars down, right? So he's going to have what? P1, P2 at his house? Not P2. Yeah, P2, P2 pulled a, he pulled a big Joe excuse too. <laughs> My kid. Well, come over. I'll use your toilet and we'll go to the show. I'll scare your kids again. Big stranger walks into their house, uses the toilet. Well, are you bringing anyone else with you, Joe? I don't think so. Well, he's got to go back what early, so we can't drop anybody off, right? Uh, well, I thought that would have been his excuse for going back early is because he was bringing people that couldn't stay. That would have been an easy one. Well, I can ask uh, M if he wants to come still. There's still, Hodge said there was six tickets left. Yeah. I can always make an exception uh, if those disappear. Well, uh, I just heard from Luke the Projectionist as well. He uh, is making a special trip now too. So he's coming from three hours away to uh, make the Barry Games change. He'll need a VIP spot as well. Nice. I like that. I like to hear that. He's staying over at your house? Yeah, I think we get a couple nights with him. Nice. Yep. That's good. Yeah. He hasn't come up with anything, any excuse to uh, bail out. Well, he's, uh, he's a single guy, man. Or he's got the girlfriend. No, right? he's engaged. He's yeah, engaged. he's engaged. He's, he's locked down hard. Where's the news on that? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you should talk to him. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Enough of this. Why don't you uh, finally start the show so we can get a move on and get this thing going? Oh, I thought we were going to pass on that this week. Uh, all right, guys. Starting welcome back. All right. Hold on, dude. Calm down. Come on. Welcome back to another episode of STC Pod. This is episode number 98. Just wanted to remind everybody to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash start to continue. You can follow Bill on Twitter at STC Pod. Check me out at AC Decepticon. Bookmark the websites stcpod.com as well as angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. Listen on iTunes under the title searches STC Pod as well as Transformers and Beer Podcast. Follow our episodes. You can find them on Podbean at stcpod.podbean.com. And if you're listening to us, you got to check out some other great podcast blogs and videos from people in our community at cartridgeclub.org. Thanks again for everybody for tuning in every Friday morning, which was when we post our new episodes. And Bill, you want to add anything to that? Your little Wrestling. Instagram account? Wrestling. Still can't believe that. Wrestling. Yeah, we're on Instagram, STC Pod. And, uh, geez, I haven't put anything on there in forever. Oh, good job. Now I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting about it. Hachi's pretty good about keeping stuff up there. Way to handle our account, man. Hmm. Do some proper yeah. YouTube videos and get some stuff on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did YouTube videos. You could mention that, did you? Yes. I said you should do some proper ones, though, that are appropriate to our account, despite what other people say. Oh, right. Right. Hmm. Oh, what's your opinion on that, uh, Mr. Nintendo Hodge? What do you think if if uh, someone were to put a non-gaming-related video on their channel? Would that be uh, grounds for unsubscriptionage? No, I mean, <clears throat> if it's uh, un-video game related and you don't want to watch it, just don't watch it. Move on. 
just like when people comment when uh, it's something they don't like, just move on. You don't need to comment. Yeah, on but it. if you keep putting stuff up there that's non-video game related, doesn't that eventually just turn you off, like from the account? Well, what if? Uh, okay, so whatever you're referencing in, what have I missed? Because I, I know there was the one video. Um, you know, Bill does like coffee maker videos. Or oh, I didn't see. I don't think I saw that one yet. Maybe that's the, what it was. The softest toilet paper he likes to use, stuff like that. <laughs> see, the only ones I remember that uh, it was the jet was the jets you put up, and the uh, dash cam one you put up. Those are the two I remember. Right. I haven't seen the coffee maker and, one yet. I'm trying to play catch and up. And they're completely. Well, the coffee maker one's like a year and a half old. Joe oh, well then that doesn't old count. Jet. That's old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least you guys are putting content up there now. It's, it was a while where you guys didn't have much up there. I blame Bill. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, well speaking of uh, YouTube, um, I want to thank Haji for upsetting me and tagging us in some uh, <laughs> video nonsense here. I hadn't seen your other uh, comment yet before I tagged you, so. <laughs> <laughs> we got but lots I, of work to do today. I know now never to tag you ever again. No, you can tag Joe. He secretly loves all the attention. Well, not secretly. You can kind of tell. <laughs> but, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We were tagged in your uh, half and half. Is that what it's called? Half and half video? Yeah, half and half challenge. Uh, it's 10 questions. Half is video game related and half is uh, like personal questions. So yeah. it, it's actually pretty cool. I, I'm liking the videos that are coming out of this thing. Yeah. It's nice to uh, learn a little bit more about the people that you watch, right? For sure. I think everyone knows everything about us already though. <laughs> and as well, we have, uh, we had a nice listener comment and question from uh, one of your buddies. Uh, guy by the name of Miles. Have you ever heard of that guy? Mr. Flock of Nerds. From Flock of Nerds. Yeah, he had questions because he, uh, he has a table at your show in a couple days. And uh, he was wondering our thoughts on uh, how he should set stuff up or like certain prices for certain games. Okay. And I thought, uh, let's wait till we get the expert on, Nintendo <laughs> Hodge, and get his input as well. Well, you want to go there now, Joe? Is that all right? Yeah, go ahead, man. Hmm. Well, he's... I don't know if you've been talking to him lately, but he's a little nervous about how to set things up on his table, and I don't think he's ever been a vendor before. He has not. So he asked if there's any tips. And from us, as a, as a GameSwap attendee, what we like to see at a table. So I can tell you right away myself, I like to look immediately underneath the table for the bargain bin. Find those hidden gems. <laughs> and I like prices. I gotta say I like prices. I don't like... Some people have like 18 million different tiny color-coded dots. You gotta get a, your math calculator out to figure which one goes to which. Yeah, I like prices. I would agree with you on that. I can't stand because I just don't want to ask. I don't want to know if you're not pricing it. Obviously, you're either too lazy or you want too much for it. 
that's true yeah there's beyond the dots there are people that just don't price it at all and you got to uh, ask about every single item and uh and then they don't even know and they're like well hold on let me check my uh, phone <laughs> here to see what's what's doing uh joe what do you like to see at a vendor table i like to see organization i can't stand stuff just strewn all over um you know, these people that have one table when they should have two or more tables because of the amount of garbage that they got, and then they don't bother displaying it properly. So for me, it's I like having stuff out there where I can see it, and I kind of don't have to rummage around for it. I do like looking underneath the table for the odd garbage gem, but uh, for the stuff that I'm really looking for, just, you know, nicely displayed. And I agree with the pricing as well. Um, my biggest thing is I love it when they have to look online for the prices of their items. Well, just let me see what it's going for right now. Oh, that, okay. Haji, uh, you want to add anything? What you like to see? Um, you guys hit the, the nail on the head pretty good there with those two, that's for sure. Um, yeah, organization, prices for sure. Dollar bins underneath are nice or cheap bins. Um, that's about it. I also don't like to be uh, to be pressured when I'm looking at stuff. Leave me alone, and if I want to know something, I'll ask you. Oh, for sure. Yep. As well, he's asking, uh, when pricing games, should he raise the price a little bit so he has room to haggle with the customers? That's a big yes. That I is just, a big yes. nodding yes. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's like five bucks, you know, just make the, the buyer seem like he's getting a bit of a deal or something, right? For the most part, you're guaranteed that anybody that's coming to your table to buy something is going to offer you five dollar less than whatever the value is, especially if they bundle it with something else. Yeah. For sure. Unless you're Tony from Two Dorks or Joe who just make it rain money everywhere. <laughs> How much you want? Forty dollars? I'll no. give you fifty. You must be thinking of Kevin in his last appearance at the Waterloo Game Swap. Oh, you got that right. That's for sure. I wasn't even there, and I heard about these stories. The man who made it rain. I think there's a movie like about that, too. Yeah, he's a good guy to be I around. Just don't try and... Uh... <laughs> I was going to say, I can only imagine what him and Sarah did with all that money before they went to the show. And then afterwards, when they got home with all the games that they bought, with the, they probably did the same thing with the games that they did with the money. Yeah. We need to get into yeah, details here or what? <laughs> okay. Speaking of game prices, he's, he's actually given us a few titles, what, what we think he should price these suckers at. So first off, a PS2, Shadow of the Colossus, Black Label. However, no manual. This was a game I was looking for last year, and uh, it was all over the place at the show. It went from like $10 all the way to $35 at different tables, so it's tough to say. Well, I'm, I'm just uh, Dodge, what do you think? doing my price in here. Shadow of Colossus doesn't have a manual. A lot of people don't care about that, though, not the hardcore collectors. I would say uh, price it at 25 take 20 I'm a hardcore collector, and I, I like manuals. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on board with that. But Yeah, I was more uh, priced at 20, take 15, but, you know, 
I'm generous that way to the, <laughs> to the buyer. <laughs> uh, Joe, do you got that game, or are you still looking for it? No, you haven't, right? No, I finished it, man. I don't have the black label yeah. one, but whatever. Now, here's a pricey item for the GameCube. Super Smash Bros. Melee. However, it's disc only. Ooh. Disc only. Mm, garbage. Yeah. I know <laughs> me and Joe would not get that. No way. However, it is still a very desirable item. I've seen it on eBay priced uh, like between 40 and 60 bucks just for the disc. So what do you think at the Berry Game Exchange it should go for? Hodge, you go first. Uh, that's a tough one because it's loose. you got to find the right buyer for that. Um, I don't know. I don't think I would probably... I know I wouldn't pay more than 20 bucks for it, so I, I don't know, maybe 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Joe? Yeah. Yeah, I just I wouldn't buy it. You wouldn't buy, it. but nope. if you had it and you were going to sell it, what would you price it at? I don't know, probably twenty bucks. I, I tell you, I would have to put the forty dollar price tag on it and hope someone yeah. comes along because wow. the people that are buying that are going to be uh, there. Might be a desperate person out there that just has to have that game. Yeah, but if you're looking for now, the what quick I would sale. take for it? Well, it, what I'd put on and what I would take for it is different. You got to be careful, though, because if you put too high of a price on something like that, people might look at it and just walk past your table and not want to look at anything else, too, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I've done that. Seen a high price <laughs> item, just one, and uh, yeah. bolt from the whole table. Yeah. All right. No answer from Joe. No, I said about 20, 25. Nothing? It's just going to. Yeah. Okay, 20, 25. What's your problem? I already what? told you what the price was. Respect. Listen. For the Wii, Zach and... For the Wii, Zach and Wiki. Uh, this is complete. In box. What do you think, Joe? I don't even know that This game, is not so in your wheelhouse. No, it is not. I, I will forego for making any mistakes. Haji, what do you want? What'd you do for that? Well, I'm just looking here, and it looks like it's actually come down in price quite a bit. It, that's, uh, it was a sought-after game, and it probably still is. I don't know. I'd probably toss a $20 price tag on that. Maybe, yeah, 20 bucks probably. But he should take what? Uh, I would try to stay as close to 20 as I could. That's that's a pretty reasonable price for that game. Yeah, I think so. It pro- It'd be too rich for my blood at that point, but still. I mean, end of the show, and, take 50. Uh, for the N64, cart. What's that? I said uh, maybe at the end of the show you take the 15 for it. Mm-hmm. I agree. For the N64, cart only Zelda Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. I'll say it both ways. That's that's kind of a heavy hitter. I'd like that. I need that. That's That's like a $50 game probably all day long. Ooh. Jeepers. So no one's going to take my $15 for that. No. So no. Not unless it's a yard sale. I'll give you about 30. I'll give you yard 30. Yard sale, I'm paying five. <laughs> so you think you should have a $50 price tag on that? Take what, uh, 40? Yeah, yeah, probably. I would take 40 for it. Son of a bitch. Well, I'm going to have to keep going to yard sales. Joe, you need that one too, don't you? What would you pay for it? 
cart only. Uh, I do uh, I do a good thirty dollars hard for that one. That's that's good. Jeez. Uh, I finished that one. I don't own it, but I have finished it. Back in the day. Sure, sure you have. Yeah. Okay. I finished it uh, for the 3DS. It was good times. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, it is a real system. PS1, Medieval 2, complete in box. I don't know that one. Uh, just looking here. It's probably complete, probably about 40, take, take 35. I didn't know that game was worth yeah. that much. Take 35 on that, eh? Yeah. How much do you think Miles got all this stuff for? Do you think he got it for uh, next to nothing? Oh, Found it inside the road? He's buns and all this stuff. The city's got a good thing going on with the buns. Uh, buns in it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, last but not least, uh, for the Game Boy Advance, a system Joe is now full into. Hardcore. Uh, Pokemon Leaf Green... Just the cart. Now we know these Pokemans go for, uh, they command some price. Yeah, I'd yeah. say 40 bucks for that. Yeah, I agree with that. 40. 40 bucks. And he's going to get it. You don't even think he should take they're, a lower amount. They're going to be priced higher than that there for sure. I saw somebody post recently a $60 copy of Pokemon Crystal, so. What's the best way uh, you've come across, uh, Haji, for uh, telling the knockoffs with the GBA cards? Because there's a ton of them out there. Yeah, you uh, check the labels out. I mean, sometimes those knockoffs have some pretty horrible labels on them to begin with. But uh, the easiest way for me is if you actually flip the card up and look on the chip on the board, or better yet, if you can open the card up if you have the, the uh, proper screwdriver. Normally it has the Nintendo logo on the actual cart like on the uh, chip on the board right. and uh, also the proper screw in the back. Like that's that tri-wing screw in the back of those. I've also uh, heard a good practice is to look for the embossed number on the GBA cards. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. There's a couple of tips for GBA cards. Yeah. Pokemon's um, so hot. So you want to, everybody's buying them up now. Yep. And making new ones. Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing that little uh, Pokemon Go game there, Hodge? I, I'm addicted. Are you? I, I, we were out tonight before uh took the kids over to the park, and uh, they were playing it with us for a bit and then playing at the park. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I hit level 21 last night. Mm. Yeah, my wife is. Oh, uh, man. My wife's starting to get into it now, too, which I can't believe. She's not even <laughs> really a gamer. So I, I've had to wait for her in a parking lot a couple times where she's. Uh, <laughs> Had to just go and get them all, whatever the fuck they say. <laughs> I've been doing it too. I, I find it very hard to level up. I don't know if it's me or what. Oh, you like, need to. Uh, uh, it's you. Tell me. So, so you need. <laughs> you need to. I tell you. Catch them all. You have to keep all those I, low level guys and evolve them. I do that. I do that like crazy, I tell you. But I don't know if it's my phone or my uh, operating system or my app or what. But, like, as you know, that Barry hotspot, yeah. we have an intersection where there's four Pokestops on the one intersection. 
and they all have lures on them constantly all day long. And I can sit there in that intersection for half an hour and I won't have anything spawn for me. How, really? How is that possible? Yeah, that I don't know. That's just weird. I think that's your phone. My daughter's spawning things like crazy and uh, nothing. Maybe one Pidgey, but uh, I, I don't get it. And I've had the latest update. I'm on Android. I don't know. There you that's... go. There's your answer, man. Oh, Not on yeah. Apple. I got an Android. Mine works oh. fine. Shit. So, sorry, Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were sitting in that in that uh, very hot spot, Haji, how, how much uh, spawnage was happening? Well, it was uh, every other minute there was stuff. I like That's the first time I'd been there, and it was ridiculous. Like I, I, I didn't have enough poke balls, so I ran out, and I'm waiting for the, the spots to come back to try to get more balls. And uh, it was ridiculous how much spawnage was there when I was there. Hmm. See, I don't get it. I don't get what's going on. It's your phone. And- it has to be. I'm telling you, I was at another, uh, when I was on vacation, uh, the kid and my niece and uh, sister-in-law, I went out, all went out for a little canoe ride, and I was waiting by the shore at a Pokestop, so I dropped a lure, and uh, it's raining down the hearts for a half an hour, and nothing, not one for the whole lure time. That's not possible, is it? <sighs> I find we've tried a couple lures locally to us and they're just like a single poke stop. And I find that it's not very good either. I'm wondering if it's the fact that there's more people around at the same time that causes it. Like maybe the system can see that there's 20 people standing around. So it spawns more of them where when it's just you, it's only one person. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So you dropped a lure and you found it wasn't spawning every five minutes. Kind of. No, definitely not. Like we've dropped a lure and maybe, I don't know, five, six guys over the half hour. Hmm. Well, that was still more than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's quite an amazing thing, this, this, uh, this thing that's happening, especially for the businesses that take advantage of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I heard talk that, you know, McDonald's wants in like they want to take over where every McDonald's will be a Pokestop automatically. <laughs> that well, would have to be a huge contract to get. That, yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, you're going to want a lot of money to allow them to do that. But then again, I was outside of a business, I think it was in Port Hope and uh, it was a Pokestop. And one of the waitresses was out there cleaning up one of the outdoor tables and she was going off very loudly. How stupid pokemon go is and how ridiculous it is and if she sees people doing it she gives them hell and all that <laughs> the pokestop is at their business this restaurant <laughs> and there was a guy there on his computer and there was a lure drop there so i'm sure that guy had dropped a lure at her business I'm like, hey, really you don't get it anyways anyways i'm still at level 16 slowly climbing up But I've caught like uh, almost 70 of these guys. And uh, I know s- people who have caught 70 and are like well into the 20s for their level. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> Anywho, I see uh, Joe's folding more clothes. So maybe we should move on from uh, Pokemon <laughs> Go. When do you think trading's going to start? Just uh, for one last. Yeah, I don't know, but I want it. I want to be able to trade uh, not just Pokemon items. I want to be able to get rid of stuff that I don't need or 
get like for instance raspberries i had an abundance of them so i would delete them when my bag ran out of room and uh now i need more of them so i want to be able to trade oh i see have you spent any money on the app no no um i don't think i will i don't know i've talked about uh, so the bear game exchange is actually it's a poke stop there oh uh, at the event so i may may drop some money just to buy some lures so I can toss a whole bunch on over the course of the day because people are going to respond to that. They're going to show up. Sure. I don't think you'll even have to, though, right? Well, probably not. If there's that many people there, everybody will be just tossing them on themselves. But, no, I haven't spent any money yet. I'm not one to spend money on in-app games like that. All right, cool. So, Joe, do you think you want to tackle this half-and-half questionnaire? Yeah, it's a good way to, to end the show off, I think. So, Holy you want to start that off or what? Holy jeez. you going to make me start it off? Haji, you got the questions there in front of you? Do you still know uh, them? I've got them. I can get them up if you need them. I got the questions, Bill. You got them? Yeah, I do. I just thought it'd be nice if uh, the guy who tagged us, we put him to work and he... Uh, yeah, yeah, just a sec here. Let me a second here. And bring these up for sure. I don't want any long-winded answers, Bill. Well, I didn't really have much of a chance to look at them because you bumped up the record time so much. So I did mine two days ago. So no, okay. you're just gonna fluff it off as usual. So we'll see. Who gives the best answers? Okay. So <laughs> here we go. Okay. So it's uh, half. First half of the questions. Five questions are about gaming. Second half of the questions are personal. So uh, question number one is, what's a game you're skeptical about that ended up being fantastic? I can go back to the old days here on this one, I think, and uh, the two. And I was so angry at the gameplay of Zelda 2 when I first picked it up because I just loved the first Zelda so much. And that second one was so wildly different. And the mechanics are just not very fun when you first start playing it but uh i got i do remember taking it not playing it for a while and then uh i did finally dive into it and once you get a little ways in and you get the the way of the of doing things and uh i i really liked it in the end uh for me i tried to go back further like that as well but i honestly my memory is so shit that i couldn't remember uh, so the the furthest back that I could remember was a game called uh, Just Cause 2. Um, I heard bad things about the first one, and for some reason I just ended up picking up the second one and giving it a try. And uh, it was fantastic. Loved that game. Absolutely loved it. Just a super modern version of, uh, I guess, best term is like Bionic Commando. But uh, fantastic game. For those of you that haven't played it, it's uh, highly recommend Just Cause 2. And uh, I know number 3 is coming out for the PS4 and maybe Xbox One. So, All right, Haji, what's question 2? Okay. Uh, if you could have an item from any video game, what would it be? This was a weird one. I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, I'm really stuck too. Like, You know, it would have been cool to have like the you know a gun sword or something like that. 
You mean like was I was this like something that would actually work, or just like an item that you could? No, no, no. It was play? whatever, whatever it would do in the game. It would do for you. Oh shit! All right. Uh, I can't walk around with a sword or a gun. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> or a magic magic staff or something. So uh, I'll take that arm grapple from Just Cause too. It's a fun little toy. Yeah, those are always fun. I would have to say. And yeah, it'd be weird walking around with it, but how, you know, I always loved uh, Link's shield and especially when he wears it on his back and shit like that. I love that shield. I'd love to have one of those puppies. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, three is, uh, what is the best video game related gift you've received from a friend? I've never received one. Oh, shit. What? what? Hello? Come on. What, from you, you mean? How many games have I given you? What, that's yeah. the best video game related gift? <laughs> well, <laughs> well if you said no one gave me anything. <laughs> I think you made me pay for everything that you gave me. <laughs> well, you're good for it. Go ahead, Bill. What? You got nothing? I said I got oh, nothing. That girl. Well, your wife gave you uh, her Game Boy. I kind of took it. That could be something. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll say her uh, her Intellivision. She gave me her Intellivision with all the games in the voice modulator. Oh, yeah. That's so, pretty good. That's all right. Didn't have a box, but whatever. <laughs> uh, well, I yeah, same thing. Uh, probably at one point, uh, my wife or my wife and kids or... I don't know what the split on the gift was, but they gave me uh, the Nintendo 3DS, the first 3DS. And that was awesome because they knew I would never spend that much money on a handheld and uh, have have yet to spend that much money, money on a handheld, but uh, it was great to have it. And a new console in my hand. I don't think I've had a new console in my hand uh, for a while, so that was pretty cool. The 3DS. Nice. All right, uh, number four is, what is a game you really enjoyed but no one else seems to know about? Hmm. I can say uh, from earlier this year when I finally got my PS3 that uh, the first game I played was Heavenly Sword, and I don't know if everyone knows about that game, but, man, I loved it. That's good hack and slash. Yeah. That was the first one I got with my PS3, but um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with this year as well, uh, game-wise. Uh, I know the Cartridge Club has played it and whatnot, but for me it was near. Any other any other of my friends that aren't in the community or if I say if I mention near, have you guys heard about near? They're like, Nope, no idea what the hell that is. And uh, that was utterly fantastic and I'm looking forward to the sequel. Yeah. Really exactly. pleased with that game. Nope. I'm gonna change my answer to near as well. <laughs> Okay, uh, number five. Uh, what game do you think deserves a sequel or a modern remake? Uh, Heavenly Sword deserves a sequel. <laughs> but you know what? If you go back to the original Zelda, uh, you know, there's the Master Quests, I guess, but I just love that original gameplay, the original style of map and dungeons and all that. I, you know, I always, as a kid, wanted to see the sequel, the true sequel to that. 
I'm going to go old school with this one, um, all the way back to the NES. And for me, it's, uh, I love to see them probably do more so of a modern remake of it, but uh, Blaster Master. Oh, yeah. That'd be love, that, love that game. And uh, the graphics are so cartoonish even back in the day that I think they'd fit perfect into what Nintendo's putting out right now. So uh, I'd like to see a modern remake of that game. Okay. And then now, so the next five are the personal questions. So number one is, who is your favorite musician or band? Mm, we could probably answer for each other. Yeah. Joe's favorite musician or band, I will say, is Bruce Bruce Springsteen. Well, that's, that's band. Yeah, if I was going to go single musician, it would be Neil Young. And then uh, I know for Bill, it's uh, Mr. Dillon. But for me, Neil Young was newspaper clipping from the Toronto Star that I still have. Of course. Uh, giving a review of the previous night's concert. And I had no idea who the hell this guy was. He just looked really cool because there's a picture of him just just him rocking out with his guitar and he had a plaid shirt on with the sleeves cut off. And I just thought, this guy looks super cool. And that's I just went out and bought a couple of his CDs and away it went from there. Yeah, it's grunge period. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two is what's something you really liked as a kid but don't care for now? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, good, um, question, good answer. Oh, well, maybe. Uh, All right, you think about it. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with uh, I loved playing D&D as a kid. Oh, boy. And I couldn't play it now if my life depended on it, but I love the artwork of it still. That part I do re- I do really like, but uh, couldn't play D and D now if I was paid. I think. Yeah, that's something I never got into. I wish I could have played it when I was younger and enjoyed it because it's something I don't think, like you said, I don't think I could do that now. But I never did it as a kid. You know, what? I'm going to say uh, this just came to me because I saw it not too long ago. I remember as a kid loving this movie, uh, but I saw it recently and it just it doesn't hold up despite who's starring in it. And that's the movie Meatballs. With Bill Murray. Yeah, well, I haven't Canadian seen that in ages, yeah. Does not stand up. No way. Uh, okay, here, this is a good one here. Number three is, what's something dumb you did as a teenager? Oh, boy. Uh, teenager, eh? What was that start at, 13? <laughs> yeah. That's when you flipped your first house, wasn't it, Joe? <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if I was still doing this at 13. can't remember. Is that, you're in high school at 13, right? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, if I could take it back a little bit younger, probably like used to love to play with matches. Like This was back <laughs> in the day when uh, there was this huge, massive field by my, my old house. It's since been converted into a church and other buildings, but we used to have like forts and there was creeks there and pathways and we'd play like with our dirt bikes and We'd always play with matches at starting little fires and stuff like that. And odd time it used to get out of control and, you know, got lucky, I guess, but probably dumb shit like playing with matches <laughs> or trying cigarettes, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> so did you burn the field down? What's the, the big, he helped with the process line? for the church. Yeah, just starting little fires here and there, I guess. <laughs> but, wow. but, if you want to do the dumb thing, uh, another 
when I said smoking, that was stupid too. Cause then my lung, one of my lungs collapsed when I was smoking one time and to get a chest tube for a week. What the hell? How hard were you pulling on that thing? <laughs> it just happened over time. It was at uh, I was smoking at uh, night school and all of a sudden I started to have problems breathing and my right arm went numb and uh, stayed for the rest of the class and drove home and uh, told my parents and it got even worse the next day where it got harder and harder to breathe and went to the hospital. They took me in right away and threw me a chest tube for a week and that was it. You waited overnight. You really don't like one of the doctors. <laughs> uh, like usually things go away on their own. <laughs> <laughs> wow, hard to top that. <laughs> Something dumb you did as a teenager. Well, uh, you know it probably involves drinking. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as a teenager, uh, experimenting with the old drinking. And uh, do you remember in uh, high school, you had like uh, predetermined skip days where you were, you were good to get out of that day of school, no matter what, like the day before the March break or the Christmas break or the day before the summer vacation, you could blow off that day and never hear about it. No repercussions. So on those skip days, we would like to, you know, find someone to buy some booze or something, go hang out somewhere and get a little tipsy. And I'm talking, maybe this was pretty early on. Maybe I was like 15 or something when this was going on. And uh, we had arranged to go to someone's sister's apartment or something and get some drink on in the morning and then sober up throughout the day and be fine to go home on the bus. Well, it was my first time having vodka. And uh, I guess I didn't know how to how to carry the vodka because there was a lot going in me. And it's one of the few times, you know, when people talk about blacking out, you know, I drank so much I blacked out. That's probably happened to me twice in my life. This was the first one and complete blackout. Barely remember what was going on, but I do remember snippets. And the first snippet was some idiot saying, you know what, we should uh, leave this apartment and go walk around. So then there's another snippet. I remember, you know, having fun running around and walking. I remember running for no reason uh, full speed into a fire hydrant <laughs> and not even feeling it, not even feeling it. Although I did piss myself just a little bit. <laughs> and more blacking out. And then the next thing I remember is uh, cops pulling up. And uh, police talking to us. And a lot of blackout after that. And the next thing I remember, I'm in a jail cell and I'm 15 years old. Yep. Oh. Oh, we'll just sober up and go home on the bus by three. Yeah, that didn't happen. So uh, out of this group of probably eight of us, the cops picked out two of us that were, uh, for our own protection, had to be brought back to the station. So... That was good times in a cell. And uh, as you await your parents to arrive to pick you up. So that was happening. and But it gave me time to sober up in the cell and like pop lots of uh, breath mints and stuff and thinking I could still find a way to get out of this thing. And still my, my amateur lawyer mind is thinking ways to get out of it. So as my dad comes and picks me up and 
he's lecturing me as we walk to the car. I'm like, you know, I really didn't drink barely anything. I don't know. This was all a frame up. I don't know what was going on. Maybe I had a half of a drink. Who knows? He's like, well, we can go get a breathalyzer test right now. Like breathalyzer. No problem. I'd pass that in a second. So he wheels me around and we go back for a breathalyzer. Thanks. Thanks dad for calling that bluff. So, uh, yeah, I got, uh, I blew well over. I can't remember the number, but it was good enough to go to court on. So I had a court date. <laughs> yeah. And then of course you, uh, go to school the next day and everyone finds out what happened, you know, and oh my God, the police and all this, and you're living in this infamy and you have this court date ahead of you. Luckily, I was so young, everything got thrown out. There's nothing to go on my record or anything. And, uh, you know, it, it, it just all disappeared. But that still lives on in infamy, let me tell you, in my family. And uh, is brought up on many occasions when the conversation gets dull at family gatherings. So that's, what, that's my dumb thing as a teenager. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whose is better, but they're both very good. <laughs> <laughs> I like bills. <laughs> I like that. Uh, okay, uh, so uh, number four here is what did you want to be when you grew up? Dentist. And I quickly outgrew that. Dentist? When I realized I was, the, the amount of schooling that you had to do. What about uh, the massage therapist? That was part-time. <laughs> Ah, for some reason, the, when I was a young kid, the, I always kept telling my parents, I want to be a dentist. I want to be a dentist. And I, for the life of me, I don't know why I kept saying that. I agree with that when I found out how much schooling you had to do for it. Yeah, I bet. So got into computers instead. Uh, for me, I I was really hard locking anything down. I think same as you, Haji. Uh, it just, I couldn't really figure out what I wanted to do. I wasn't one of these kids like, Joe was saying at an early age, I always said wanted to do this or that. I knew uh, like two things. I didn't want to be in the army and uh, I didn't want to do manual labor. That's all I knew. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it really wasn't until last year of high school, we're like buckling down and we got to figure out where you're going the next year. And we went on a, uh, a tour of a college that had a television department and you, we actually spent the day in the tele, television department and just fell in love with the production side of it. And so, you know, I'd always thought either, uh, either in film, you know, as a director or producer or writer or something like that. And then, uh, this television thing came up. So that's ultimately what happened. And, uh, the last question is if you could go back and do one thing differently, what would it be? Start my own business and work for myself. Yep. Yeah. I think that's probably would be, if I could go back and tell myself that, I'd be like, you know what? Forget all the schooling, go into house flipping or something like that. Some kind of business that, you know, you can do your own hours and the harder you work, the more you reap out of it. I think it's same. Like you said it too, Haji, didn't you? About uh, trades. Yeah. And man, if you can, you know, go back and do the trade and, uh, like Joe said, work as much as you want and reap the rewards of how hard you're going to work. But with the trades, they're always needed. So 
anyone in the high tech industry knows that they're always trying to shrink the industry and uh, limit employees. But in trades, it seems it seems like you got a good thing going for. Uh, they're always going to need a plumber somewhere. And for me, if I had been more damn ambitious growing up, I was always uh, too laid back. Maybe if I was ambitious, I'd uh, own the company by now. But so that's it. That's, that's, it. that's it. Ten questions. Thanks for it the wasn't questions. That bad. It wasn't that bad, right? <laughs> Never there again. There you go. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Oh boy, I feel like I've been in the confessional. Yeah, I'm sweating. <laughs> Thank you, Nintendo Hodge, for coming on the STC pod. We've been wanting you on for a long, long time. Finally got you on. And everyone, make sure if you're listening to this on Friday, you get to Barry for the Game Exchange on Sunday, August 21st. It is at the Army Navy Club. I think it's George Street? Yep, 7. 7 George Street. Seven George Street, but there is also an Army Navy Street on the other side too. So you can yeah, you can go down either or, and you're good. The driveways connect. Hodge, I'm going to give you a nice uh, bro hug in about five days. Is that all right? That's fine with me. I'll yeah, hug it up. I was a little uh, hesitant last time because you know you were busy, you didn't know who we really <laughs> were. Might be a little strange. Some guy coming up giving me a hug. <laughs> First time I meet you. Hey, how's it going? But uh, looking forward to seeing you and looking forward to this uh, this great show that you put on. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys and everybody else there as well. And thank you very much for having me on. I enjoyed it, and uh, I'm glad I was able to do this. Just throw out where everybody can reach you and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, Twitter at Nintendo Hodge, uh, YouTube Nintendo Hodge, and uh, Instagram Nintendo Hodge. It's all the same places. Uh, I do Facebook as well, Nintendo Hodge, so easy to find. BarryGameExchange.ca and, and uh, Facebook as well, Barry Game Exchange. We're both locations there now, so you can check either of those out. Beautiful. And if anybody wants to check us out, just go to YouTube at youtube.com slash start to continue. Uh, find us on Twitter at STCPod as well as at AC Decepticon. Go to STCPod.com. Uh, follow on iTunes under the search STC pod. And as always, go check out www.cartridgeclub.org, not only for us, but for other great uh, podcasts and blogs from people in our community. Perfect. Wake Thank up. you very much. Good work, Joe. Nice read. Uh, Mr. Nintendo Hodge, as you may or may not know, we always end our show with a, a certain slogan, and we say uh, post and post it, and we hope uh, when we have a guest on, that they will honor us and sign us off uh, for us. W- would you please do us the honor? Definitely. Uh, post it and post it. <laughs>